My Heidi Mai, Key Checkpoint Tenera, Lisa Owen Tene. The Met Service has extended its severe weather warning for the Coromandel until nine tomorrow morning as the area continues to be lashed by ex cyclone Lola. It's warning while there may be a lull, heavy rainfall will build from about now and coincide with the King Tide at nine tonight. Several roads in the area are closed. Residents in Matatoki, Puriri and Omahu are being asked to conserve water for up to forty eight hours. Hours, with heavy sediment causing problems for the water treatment plant. A number of schools closed today as a precaution and others opened late with bus services cancelled. Our reporter Emma Stanford and camera operator Nick Monroe are in Thames. People here are getting sick of this. The fifth severe weather event the Coromandel's experienced in just the last year. Today, at the Dixon Holiday Park, a torrent of water could be seen gushing past, narrowly, missing the camp this time. Owner Matthias says the series of bad weather has really hurt business. People are losing confidence in <clears throat> like planning their holidays on a campground. I think they um, it can kind of get drenched with water and people are booking less in advance. He also owns Jolly Bikes, which runs bike tours across the Horaki district. There have been almost no bookings for longer uh, periods because of that bad weather. And the bookings we had, we had to refund a lot. So there were actually no earnings for quite some time and we had to get the help of the governments to survive. Several schools closed across the peninsula because of the heavy rain and strong winds. Principals making the call, it was better for students to be at home than braving the bad conditions on the roads. Something civil defence controller Gary Towler is happy about. Luckily, um, we're dealing primarily then with the, uh, with the resident population of the Coromandel. And once again, they've um, we've built a lot of resilience capacity with them. And a lot of people have made very good informed decisions. Heavy rain near Thames caused the Koa River to flow onto the road, causing flooding about a metre deep, closing Koa Valley Road, putting a spanner in people's plans. All bookings for the Department of Conservation hut at the Pinnacles have been cancelled. Koa Valley Christian Camp had to postpone student campers until tomorrow, and Parawai School opened for supervision only, delaying their book character dress-up day. PK, who has been coming to Thames since he was nine, has been worried for tourists stuck at the other end of submerged Koa Eranga Valley Road. Some of them will have been up at the Pinnacles Hut and they've come down so they didn't know what was going to happen and they've arrived back at their campgrounds and they're going to find that their um, rental camper vans are more than a metre underwater. Lorenza lives on the road and is worried about getting to her animals. I've got, yeah, lambs, a late lammer. A couple of days ago up there and young chickens and things and coops that need feeding. Um, yeah, so I'd like to get up there. Resident Michelle says the flooding is nothing new. Definitely at least once a year, um, maybe two or three times a year on a, when you've got some bit of bad luck. But, yeah, no, I'm used to it. I just got stuck on the wrong side today. Angus tried backing a truck through the floodwaters. Well, I meant to be going to pick up a machine on the other side of that. It's not going to happen today. 
Met Service says another 120 millimetres of rain is expected tomorrow for the Coromandel and warns more flooding and slips are possible and driving conditions may be hazardous. And joining us now is the MP for Coromandel Nationals, Scott Simpson. Kia ora, Scott. This is pretty punishing for residents, isn't it? It's happening over and over again. Yeah, look, we're used to heavy weather events in the Coromandel, but the frequency of them occurring is increasingly common. Um, And we're still getting over, of course, the disastrous uh, weather events of January this year. Cyclone hail took out our main highway, 25A, and then we had Gabriel a couple of weeks later. So um, this is not what we need, uh, and we're looking forward to a long, hot, dry summer. This is not a great way to start it. Increasingly common, you say. So it's climate change, is it? Well, look, um, over my lifetime, uh, it hasn't been uncommon for roads to be closed around the peninsula, uh, sometimes for a day or two at a time. But it does seem that these events are becoming more frequent and more intense. So, look, um, it's uh, attributable to a range of things. Some of it, of course, is the uh, state of the infrastructure around the region. And if you think of the Coromandel Peninsula, uh, most of our roads are coastal roads. They're windy, they're hilly, their geography is um, challenging at the best of times. And so heavy weather events do have an impact. Okay, so if it is infrastructure, what's the national government going to do to help improve resilience on the Coromandel? Because they're screaming out for it. Yeah, like uh, the same sort of screaming out that's occurring in other parts of the country as well. So one of the things that uh, Grant Robertson's Labor government did in Budget 23 was to set up a $6 billion resilience fund. Now, that is a fund that we intend to keep in place, uh, and it will mean that uh, areas like mine in the Coromandel will receive funding for road resilience in particular, but also for other infrastructural resilience as well. Um, uh, Think about the roads not just the roads, but think about the, uh, the, the, the water, the fibre optic cable, electricity, public reserves, schools, all those sorts of things that are very close to the coastline. So that's the Build It Back Better Fund, basically, and that's $6 billion for everybody, Scott, and it's a national, uh, it's, a, it's a Labour initiative. So what is national going to do in government to help the Coromandel Peninsula, which relies heavily on tourism, they can't rely on uh, roads being open and people are losing business at the rate of knots? Well, we'll be making sure, Lisa, that that allocation of funding uh, gets to places like the Coromandel. Uh, Oh, how much can they rely on, Scott? Well, $76 million has already been allocated. That's a drop in the bucket. A lot more is needed. So once we have ministers in place, I'll be making very strong case for allocating that funding uh, as much as is needed and is responsible for the repairs and the work that we need that that it comes to the Coromandel. That's my obligation. That's what I'll be doing as a local MP. Yeah, you've been a local MP for a while, so what do you reckon is a reasonable amount of money to get into addition to what has already been um, tagged for that area? Look, I wouldn't like to put a number on it, but again, if you think about the geography and the roads and the way it is at the moment around the peninsula, we're never going to have a straight four-lane highway running along the top of the Coromandel Peninsula. That's just not going to happen. So we have to always contend with windy, hilly roads that are close to the coastline, uh, and we have to make sure that those roads are open and resilient uh, for events of the sort that we're experiencing at the moment. So are you guaranteeing them a significant amount of unallocated funding? Well, my colleagues and I have made that commitment that we're going to keep that $6 billion fund in place. Yes, but um, that already exists, Scott. So I'm asking about additional assistance, what more you will do to ensure the resilience of this community and mitigation for for climate um, effects. What more will you do? 
Well, there's, there's not a lot more that we can do than allocate the funding that's required to make the infrastructure, the existing infrastructure, resilient. Um, so that's our commitment and that's what we're going to do. Appreciate your time this evening. That is the MP for Coromandel National, Scott Simpson there. It's a quarter past